Locked On to the Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. We're going to talk NCAA tournament with Brad Evans coming up here momentarily. Uh, We'll get his thoughts on the local teams, but uh, also kind of what to expect in this year's NCAA tournament. Uh, You know, Gordon, one of the obvious changes so far in the NCAA tournament is the schedule. We're getting all the play-in games on Thursday then things get going on Friday. So you've got Friday, Monday, or excuse me, Friday, Sunday, Saturday, Monday, as opposed to the traditional Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday. So already a little bit different. But, you know, if you're in the same market, you know, some of those things don't matter. No. No, I suppose not. And what? how do you think it's going to play out, everything being in Indiana? Do you like it? No. I, I No, I don't like it. But, I mean, it, I think it'll turn out fine. I I like the regional aspect of it. I think when the the arena, um, Vivid Arena, has had a chance to host those events, man, has it been fun to be in that building. I I think we'll be missing that a a, a little bit. But as far as your your normal TV viewer, it shouldn't be much different, right? Yeah, I imagine so. Right. And people people get into the excitement of it all. There's, I think, folks are ready for it after missing out on it last year. All right, let's uh, jump out to the zone phone. Let's talk a little NCAA tournament. Joining us now, you can hear him on uh, Sirius XM Radio. He's also uh, co-founder of the Sawdust Pods. He does a lot of fantasy football. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, and I love this Twitter handle, at Noisy Huevos. He's Brad Evans with us here on the big show. I love that Twitter handle, Brad. Where'd you get that? Merry March Madness, gentlemen. Um, it's, you know, my nickname is The Big Noise, because you can tell I'm a very sheepish fellow. Uh, <laughs> definitely not the life of the party by any stretch of the imagination. And, uh, you know, I've had that nickname go back to high school. And, and I have this thing called Team Huevos, uh, where I just got, you know, in the early days of Twitter, I got tired of people not putting their name on, you know, predictions and, you know, putting their neck out there. And I'm like, have some huevos, man. And, you know, it became a thing. So, hashtag Team Huevos, married with my nickname, uh, The Big Noise, Noisy Huevos. There you go. So, what are you looking forward to in the, in this tournament? Uh, and name me one big surprise that you think will occur. What I'm looking forward to is the fact that we're having a tournament. Um, you know, first and foremost for me, uh, I was just uh, an empty vessel of a human being. Uh, this juncture last year, you know, you guys are in big basketball country there with the Jazz and BYU and everything that's been going on. And and for me, you know, I'm a, a big University of Illinois fan, and you know, I'm a big basketball guy. Period. End of story. And I banged out something like fifteen thousand words of preview content into a Substack, getting ready for the NCAA tournament. And then everything stopped. And, you know, we didn't have a conclusion of last season. We didn't have, you know, arguably the best sporting event on the calendar in, in which people flock to Vegas, you know, and watch all the games and hours on end from start to finish, sun up to sun down every single day. And and I think, you know, the that missing element in, in sports fans' lives, that left of, you know, that not having that satisfaction, you know, I think it's going to have people flocking toward the tournament this year or so. For me, that's huge. And then in terms of big upsets, 
uh, anything in the first round, you know, I'll give you one upset that I really like. I love the Ohio Bobcats over the University of Virginia uh, in a 4-13 matchup in the West region. You know, Virginia obviously has a bunch of COVID issues. We don't even know who has COVID. Uh, we know three players have tested positive, but their identities have not been released. You know, it could be three starters for all we know. Uh, they're going to be arriving late to the bubble. Just a lot of, you know, unevenness uh, for Tony Bennett's club. And Ohio's rocking and rolling. They got this kidding Jason Preston, uh, who's been shooting over 50% over the last month from three, lighting teams up. And they nearly knocked off Illinois at the State Farm Center in non-conference play. So I think the Ohio Bobcats uh, could be one of the surprises. And I think Jason Preston will become a household name by the end of the weekend. You mentioned uh, BYU, and BYU playing in the same league as Gonzaga means we get to see the Bulldogs a few times a year, and obviously they're amazing. I mean, there's there's no doubt. They've got NBA talent all over the place, including a top three pick likely, and uh, they're the number one overall seed going into this tournament. How heavy of a favorite uh, are the Bulldogs? And, uh, you know, if you were giving a, a advice to people filling out their brackets, would you uh, avoid picking them because everybody else is? Yeah, as a chalky? Yeah, it absolutely is. And, you know, looking at legal sports books across the country, I mean, they're heavy favorites um, to cut down the nets or heavy favorites to emerge unscathed in the West as a representative in the Final Four. Um, do they have the goods? Absolutely. I mean, you guys know it. That BYU game in the West Coast Conference Final was absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, BYU, they they gave them their best shot. Uh, and you could not have played a better first half than what the Cougars exhibited in that game. I mean, you shoot 68%, 70% uh, from three, 68% from the floor, and you're rocking and rolling, and, you know, you've got a seven-point lead with three and change to go, and you're, you're thinking, you know, you're kind of in, in cruise control here. And then Jalen Suggs just shifts into a higher gear, and next thing you know, you lose by 10. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You know, you got two legitimate NBA players. Suggs is going to be a lottery pick. Corey Kistler is going to be a top 20 overall pick. Drew Timmy's going to get a cup of coffee. Nim Hart's got experience playing at a Power Six conference in the SEC with the Florida Gators. Joel Ayayi's a great glue guy. I mean, they have no weaknesses statistically, visually. They are, I think, the team to beat, uh, but we'll see if they win in the end. Um, you know, look, to win your, your pool, your office pool in general, you got to go a little bit against the grain. Um, you know, you don't want to go too crazy early on in those first couple of rounds. Uh, and in the end, even if Chalk does reign supreme, you got to nail your national champion. Gonzaga's a good bet to do that, though. I think there's another team that's slightly better than them right now playing peak basketball, and I think that's Illinois. So Utah State against Texas Tech, will either team score 40 points or 50 points? Or <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Yeah, look, man, uh, it's going to be a rock fight. Yeah, um, you know, bring your biggest boulder. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, it, it's going to be ugly. Uh, I, I could tell you this. Uh, you know, Kate is a matchup problem for Texas Tech. You know, Texas Tech is a, is a decent offensive rebounding team because of their length and athleticism, but they don't have, like, true bigs. You know, most of the guys are 6'4 to 6'7, wide wingspan. Now, if Kate can get in there and pound in the post, um, he could be a problem. He's got to stay out of foul trouble. Though. That's going to be the biggest key for Utah State to spring the upset in this game. And the other key, too, is, is Brock Miller. You know, Brock Miller, um, you know, he's healthy now. He's got to find that long-distance stroke early and often. You can shoot trays on Tech. They were the worst three-point percentage defense 
in the Big 12, which is so uncharacteristic of Chris Beard teams, but they've been snake bit by those money balls. So, you know, if the threes are falling for the Aggies, they're going to push them to the limit. So, you know, automatically advancing Texas Tech on to the next seed line out of that first-round matchup is no sure thing. I think that game is going to be hotly contested. I think it's going to be, you know, much tighter than most uh, national pundits are giving credit to this Utah State team. Brad Evans is with us uh, talking NCAA tournament here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to ask you about BYU, Brad. They face the winner of Michigan State and UCLA. Who do you think they will likely face, and how do you think they match up? It's going to be Michigan State. Uh, I think UCLA is just so ho-hum and vanilla. And, you know, one of the strengths of Michigan State is the fact they go out and stretch and test and challenge shots along the perimeter. Last eight games, giving up just 29.9% from distance. And the other thing that's really clicked for this Michigan State team late in the season, remember, they, they beat Illinois, they beat Ohio State, and they beat Michigan uh, all in the last month, which is extraordinary. I mean, name three bigger wins for really almost any team in the country, and very few could qualify. But they're putting ball through basket and consistently. And, and UCLA is an excellent three-point shooting team, uh, but they don't have the, you know, the bangers, the rebounders that can really hang with Michigan State. Michigan State's really good defensively. And if the, you know, if the balls are falling for Aaron Henry and Joshua Langford, it's going to be exit stage left on Thursday night for the Bruins, which I think is ultimately going to happen. I would be concerned uh, if I'm BYU because I think Michigan State does match up well with them. And, you know, as, as great as Barcelo is from outside, and, and Harms is obviously very familiar uh, with Michigan State from his days at Purdue, I think Michigan State matches up well with his BYU team. And we've seen a lot of success, guys, uh, from these first four participants getting a W, working up a lather, building momentum, and then springboarding into another win in the next round. It's happened 14 out of 15 times that these first fours have existed in NCAA tournament history. So I would not be at all surprised if Michigan State knocked BYU out in 11-6 matchup uh, there in the round of 64. But we shall see what happens on Thursday night. Got to clear that first hurdle and take out UCLA in order for even that to occur. You know, another game that uh, a lot of people seem to be, at least the ones that I've seen, seem to be singing the praises of Georgetown over Colorado. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's smart. Um, it, you know, it's kind of a trendy pick. Same with, like, Winthrop over Villanova. Uh, given the injuries uh, to the Wildcats, you know, that classic 12 over 5. I do like what Patrick Ewing has done. You know, the MSG guards uh, may not know who the heck he is, but they know who Georgetown is now, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, this team is, they're, they're balling out, and you can see the fingerprints of Patrick Ewing's career in the NBA all over this team. Rebounding is paramount, and they're extraordinary at it. Um, defense is paramount, and they're extraordinary at it. At least they have in the last nine games. Elites in the country in those categories. And they're shooting the three well right now, uh, over 38% in their last nine contests. You know, Colorado's a good team. Um, a lot of moxie, a lot of experience. McKinley Wright's one of the best facilitators in college basketball and certainly one of the best facilitators out west. Love Evan Batty's game. A, a true, uh, you know, mauler in the post. Uh, you know, with Horn and Schwartz, they can shoot the three. And pretty balanced team, uh, you know, Tab Boyle has. But I think Georgetown's so hot right now. And they're, again, so disruptive with their size that, going to be problematic for CU, uh, I think, to emerge as a victors here. So I take Georgetown, man. I, I think they will upend Colorado in that class of 12 over 5 uh, in that matchup. It should be one of the more exciting games of the first round of this tournament. Brad, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much for coming on with us and giving us a little insight. We appreciate it. 
I appreciate it, guys. Merry March Madness to you and yours. <laughs> Enjoy it, Brad. Uh, there you go, uh, Brad Evans. You can follow him on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. And uh, that was fun to have him on. Uh, I'm say- with him. I think uh, BYU is going to get with Michigan State. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. And he's picking uh, Michigan State to beat the Cougars. It sounded like you were leaning in that direction a bit too, huh? Yeah, I, I don't think it's a great matchup. I don't know if I'm leaning in that direction, but I'm not wild about BYU getting a team like that in the first round. Do you think As Brad a six wins? Seed, that's a tough draw. But sorry, you, go ahead. Do you think Brad wins most of those uh, brackets, challenges, and whatnot? Is he, you know, or is it one of those situations where you, the more you know, the worse you do? Um, I often come from the school of I don't think uh, it matters one way or another. There's a lot of luck that comes into picking a bracket. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think the, there's almost more. It almost seems I know Gonzaga has been so good, and you heard Brad talk about Illinois and whatnot, but in a year like this where there's been so much, I don't know, uh, just weirdness, I, I wonder if, if the thing's going to be topsy-turvy and uh, – a guy like me who usually goes chalk will uh, suffer the consequences for that. Well, well I think you're going to try. <laughs> I was going to say, we can hope. Yeah, I think you're going to give it a try <laughs> and and see how it goes. But Do you think I will pick more, fewer than two number one seeds to make it to the, uh, to the final four? No. No. Uh, well, we'll see. Well, do I, I mean, think but, that you you will pick uh, one over two seed to make the final four? No. <laughs> I I uh, I do I do tend to pick uh, the favored teams, but uh, maybe this year I'll mix it up. Of course, usually uh, you know I do very well in, with my bracket, so maybe I shouldn't change a thing. Yeah, because there's the there's the two types of people when it comes to filling out brackets to bring this full circle. The ones who pick chalk because they want to look smart, <laughs> and the ones that actually try to admit, win it, and they usually end up failing miserably because you've got to pick the right upsets. Right. Stay tuned. It's a big show. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone.